Welcome to Football with Grant Wall. Thanks so much for joining me. Today's interview guests are the Cooligans, Alexis Guerreros and Christian Polanco. We've had some great interview guests lately, including Gio Reyna, Fabrizio Romano, and Danny Silman, along with many others. So check those interviews out. It would be absolutely huge for this podcast's growth if you could subscribe, recommend us to your friends, and take just a little bit of time to rate us and review us in Apple Podcasts. Now, here's my interview with the Cooligans. Our guests now are the Cooligans. Christian Polanco and Alexis Guerreros, two stand-up comedians who love soccer. They just did the 100th episode of their free show on Fubo Sports Network, which is on every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Guys, congratulations on 100, and thanks for coming on my show. Absolutely. It's an absolutely honor to be here. Grant, this is crazy. Um, yeah. yeah, we're just uh, two comics, and now we're you know we're friends with Grant Wall. What we're fans. <laughs> we, we, we went from seeing you at airports on the way to our first MLS Cup and being like, I'm not talking to him. I think he's going to yell at me uh, for being silly about soccer. So now we're friends of yours, I guess, and we're on your show, yeah. you know? Wild. I hope you didn't think I was too intimidating. Your buddy, you're coming out of the lounge. I'm like, this guy flies a lot, you know? <laughs> it was it was, uh, it was impressive, you know? You are you are someone that we would look for towards for, like, good information and actual facts and, and breaking news, and just seeing you was like, oh, my God, he's so much taller than we thought. And, uh, and now height, we're like... That was what got me first, the height. I didn't the height. expect that. I was like, what am I going to do, walk up to him and have a conversation with his belly button? I'm not doing that, you know? I'll wait. We'll, we'll text. We'll DM, you know? <laughs> well, I do want to apologize. I, I do feel delinquent in taking this long to get you on my show because I was one of your first guests on your Fubo show. Really enjoyed that. You were the first. You were the, the first, first guest. Yeah, on the on the TV show. So thank you for that. And and you didn't get canceled, so that makes me feel good. <laughs> the waters were choppy <laughs> after that, but we made it. We made it, Grant. <laughs> But it is, it's great to have you on. How does it feel to be 100 episodes in on your video show? I, th I would say the, the, the look, I, look when, I, when we first got that, uh, the, the Fubo deal, we, it was for three months. So the plan was, let's see if we can just make it for these three months. Who Save knows? this money. Because <laughs> who knows what is going to happen. But after after one month, uh, the, the, the cool thing was, obviously, we, we started uh, just as a podcast. And it was just us. And we were doing everything, editing the audio, editing the video. Paying, paying for ourselves to go when we went to MLS Cup. That was our money that we were just kind of investing in ourselves and hoping that something would come of, uh, of all this. Uh, and let's reiterate, we're comedians. We yeah, didn't we have do. money. <laughs> Is any money we had, we would use it to kind of go, go on trips and, and go on to go, go to these games. But then working with Fubo, the, the, we have now we have a staff and everybody's like invested in helping the show grow and like and, and supporting what we're doing. And that is that is the biggest uh, shock that like not only did this idea of like, oh, let's let's start a soccer podcast. That's funny. And then now it's become this like, you know, w the whole staff like contributing ideas and you guys should do this. And, yeah. and, uh, and th that is the part that as a comic who's never really worked on such a production like this uh uh that's been the cool part that uh, all these people believe in what we're doing 
Yeah, I think it's just, um, you know, as comedians, we're used to being on stage alone. We're used to writing our content alone. We're used to doing stuff on our own. And even when it comes to collaborations like Christian and I, who are two individual comedians coming together to create Cooligans, it was it was weird at first to work in tandem, but it was I understood his comedy. He understood mine. And now to have other people and people who aren't comedians, and that's a big deal for comics to trust people's ideas that aren't comedians because like we understand the goal is always to be funny it's timing it's this it's not exactly the words aren't as important as the joke and to get to people insight that don't always think that way but to have them sort of meet us halfway after so many episodes to where they'll make suggestions and i'm like that's what i would have said that's what i would have done like they understand our comedy now and they understand what we're going for like it's cool to have people that seem as invested into who we are and what we want and what cooligans wants to achieve it's been amazing and it's not exactly not at all what i expected but it's a happy surprise so you got extended beyond those three months, apparently. Yes, we did. <laughs> we yeah. did. And yeah, we actually we just got extended again. So we'll be on for another Congrats. year, a total year. Yeah, it's crazy. Fantastic. Um, I mean, you've built a pretty big audience by now. So a lot of our listeners here will be familiar with you. Not every one of our listeners will be. So I'll ask, what is the goal of your show? What are you trying to do? I think Christian probably says it best, but uh, it's... And when he explains it, it's perfect. But for me, it's like, why aren't more comedians talking about soccer? You know what I mean? Like, why is it that people can be funny about every other sport, but soccer was just this one thing that was like, always felt like it was out on its own island. And for me, the the real reason why I wanted to do it is because when I listen to soccer content, a lot of it was from a point of view that wasn't as familiar to who I am. You know, a Latin kid grew up in a, in a in a in a certain environment in a rough neighborhood. I'm a big hip hop fan. Like it seemed like those that point of view was missing. So I'm like, I want to get in the game because I didn't find what I was looking for. Yeah, and we always say like it, it is a comedy show before it it is a soccer show. We the 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 challenge that we had at first, you know, from the soccer community was. Oh, yeah, they might be funny, but they don't know what they're talking about when it comes to soccer. Sorry, there might be a dog barking a little bit. So, yeah. so apologize. Also, it seems like the dog agrees with those that point of view. He's like, that's right. <laughs> Why is there more uh, comedic soccer content? No, but the, the fact that there are, uh, like uh, Alexis mentioned, like the, the, that there, for every every other sport has a comedic outlet. And, uh, you know, as as comedians in you know uh, based out of new york what we were seeing from our peers was people made fun of soccer you would if you went to a comedy show and soccer came up it was you called soccer gay you you just denigrated the sport you really just always we, we've heard all the punchlines yeah. and we were the comedians that were like no we're not going to laugh at the game we are laughing with the game and the game offers so much humor so much personality that Amer because american soccer audiences are like kind of in their infancy right mm -hmm. that is what we like we're, we're trying to normalize talking about the sport in a funny way and it doesn't you don't really see it anywhere else like you watch sports shows or you watch espn they if they bring up soccer at all they're talking about it very seriously. They tried to get the names right. That is like the biggest challenge. Yeah. And, and once they get past that, they're like, all right, let's go talking, you know, about who's going to get drafted in the NFL. You know, they, they, they'll dedicate so much time to that. Uh, and, and, and won't just soccer is the most popular sport in the world. Why isn't it just a, a, a normal conversation in this country? And that's why I feel like our show 
offers where like we there's inside jokes you need to know about the sport so you can laugh and you'll laugh even harder and it feels like people feel a certain sense of like ownership of the show they're like this is my thing i i love soccer i love comedy and now finally these two worlds are being merged together it's interesting because i had katie nolan on my podcast not too long ago and she had started to get into soccer and especially liverpool yeah and but Boo, what was interesting was Everton, it, it, and, and, Everton, let's go up the toppies. <laughs> <laughs> and what was interesting was is that she does a sports comedy show and i asked her why she didn't ever really do much soccer on the show and it was because she said she didn't feel totally comfortable enough doing it and that she thought the soccer world would have issues with her good good we will stay out of our lane katie ain't you got enough money katie (laughs) damn (laughs) no dude it's 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 an interesting uh uh perspective because it is uh you know soccer fans especially american soccer fans uh you know we've had this conversation with other people before the american soccer fan is probably almost more educated about world soccer than like a European uh, or, or, or like a, a British uh, soccer fan because they are, are more insulated and more focused on their own leagues. But an American soccer fan knows a lot. And, they, you know, we've been on Twitter.com before, all right, <laughs> sharing an opinion that they may not agree with. And they're, they're very vocal in letting you know about what, you know, what, they, 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 what they don't agree with. And I feel like we we've, are in this weird middle ground where people – understand that we're comedians so they don't have this high expectation of like you need to be right about every single thing and every right. single stat uh and th- and they respect the fact that like we kn- we are genuine in trying to either learn more uh, uh and trying trying to kind of have that same like soccer acumen as 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 a grant wall but also respect the fact that we're comics and we're telling jokes and our Twitter account is not meant to break news or, or have this, you know, super high expectation. If you're not laughing with the, the stuff that we're doing, then we're not doing our job. Yeah. And I think the toughest part is no one had ever done this before. So they lump us into the same category as yours, Grant. And it's like, no, like if you're expecting Grant Wall tweets from our account, you're going <laughs> to hate us right away. <laughs> but we're also not. We're also not like your like certain content that's kind of like Cro Magnum man, like duh, I'm a man and I only love man stuff. You know, it's like we're not that. So like we care about the sport. Our goal is to grow the sport. Our goal is to speak to the fan bases that haven't been spoken to before, whether it's, you know, uh, fan bases that are second generation or first li- generation or third generation Latino or or um, African American uh, that they're just there aren't a lot of. Act, you know, access to that fan base where we're like, yo, we could bridge that gap because, like, yo, like this is this is who we are. We're gonna be as genuine as possible. We're not gonna speak perfect English. We're not gonna say things exactly right as as it would be written by a professor. Sometimes we don't we speak English at all. No, yo hablo español. Mira, nosotros alguna vez like sometimes we literally fans will be like, we've had to Google Bad Bunny, you know, like because we don't know what you're saying. We're we're gonna speak in reggaeton lyrics for sometimes. Like it's who we are, and we're we're happy that. You know, there's white people in the middle. Someone told us he's a farmer in in rural uh, uh, Wisconsin, I believe. No, rural uh, no, Kansas, Kansas. Kansas. In rural Kansas. Nice. And he said, I know I've been listening to your show too much because I called my grain distributor my guy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we're, we're going to influence you 
with the way we speak. But like for us, it's like there's a whole group of fans that wanted to care about American soccer. And the funny thing is, like we had that in our head of like we're not experts, and you know we we're like, oh god, we're gonna get you know roasted for this. But we've spoken to people that are pundits on British television that have told us they hate speaking to American soccer fans because they know too much because there's that like inferiority complex. Like I have to know so much about the sport. It's like. Dude, I get paid to do this for a living, and I don't know as much as you know. Like, I hate being having facts thrown at me. And we're like, good, because we don't have any facts at all. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to By us. the way, I should for, for our listeners I sh- who are just listening and not watching, uh, Everton shirt being worn by Christian here. Uh, the mm-hmm. Toffee Taros, is that your, your hey, word for yeah, that? that is, we want it to stick, you know? Obviously Los Toffee Taros. <laughs> they got all these uh, Colombians, so that's it. It's uh, the, the Tofeteros is the new name. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot out there in the soccer world, as you say, both in the U.S. and abroad, that is funny and kind of ridiculous. What are your favorite sources of that type of stuff out there? Uh, replies to serious tweets, I think, are always <laughs> the best. Um, and I want the audience who's listening and not watching to know, Grant did this on our TV show, and this is the worst thing to do. This is the most disrespectful thing to do, comedian, is to laugh quietly. He's laughing this whole time, but he doesn't make a noise. It's like, buddy, let it out. It's, you're, you're holding in a fart. This is terrible for you. Let it out. There it is. See, you heard him laugh? He, I'm the, telling you, the, he's laughing. As far as sources, I don't know. Like, I, I, when we started the podcast, we thought, like, uh, you know, because we weren't in the, the, the soccer bubble and we didn't know exactly uh, uh, where, you know, we weren't inundated with that uh, with that sort of information or, or content. And that was a, the, a bit of a concern. I'm like, what's funny about soccer, really? And then the more you're involved, I mean, it, there is uh, th- there is too much information. I mean, we used to have we used to like try to mine for for things to talk about. And now we are in a place where we do not have time to discuss all the ridiculous things uh, that happen. I mean, literally, we just we were just talking about uh, Luis Suarez cheating on his I- Italian citizenship exam to try to get to <laughs> yeah. Juve. Like, this is just insane. Yeah. <laughs> like th- things like that. Like, he went to some like crooked school that that is like notorious for this stuff. So there's there's too much. Literally every day, there's just always something. Zlatan, obviously, uh, uh, going one v one against COVID and po- yeah. <laughs> t- tweeting with just zero sensitivity about this disease that's killed so many people. Uh, uh, there's just too much. There's just too much. Uh, I mean, general. especially in American soccer, and I think that's one thing why we started focusing on American soccer so much is because like th- these people, these are people with personalities, and these are people with that you know do silly things and do funny, and they are funny on their own or, or make mistakes and there's just no one talking about it it's like american soccer fans are generally fans of other leagues um you know there's a subset core of people that love american soccer and love how wild and sometimes dumb and silly and insane and like wild wild west mls can be you know what i mean and for us it's like all right well let's talk to those folks for a little bit and build our credibility there because no one's talking to them right now so why not have a fat guy and a skinny guy (laughs) yell at them for and i would and i would add like one of the one of the uh, kind of pivotal changes in, in of, of our uh, direction from from the podcast was uh, maybe about uh, probably less than a year in. Uh, there was a uh, one of our listeners. His name is Igor Igor Mortis. He's actually the t- uh, Timbers tattoo artist. He, he's t- yeah. uh, tattooed a bunch of uh, players, and he messaged us and he was like. Hey, I, I like your show. You guys, you guys are funny, but I hate it when you talk about EPL or you talk about any. I'm an, I'm an MLS fan. I don't want to hear about 
and these other leagues. Yeah, he was, was like, like, I could listen to that everywhere else. And I was like, huh. You know what? And so, so we were like, you know what? Let's let's make a a, a genuine, uh, you know, maybe the 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 pool of how many people of how many listeners will have maybe smaller but they i feel like they'll be more dedicated if we just focus solely on american soccer and we and we you know interviewed MLS, mls players and and nwsl players and we made that commitment knowing like we're not going to reach as many people but we the fact that when we you know we toured uh in 2018 we we did a tour with total soccer show and uh and mike michael magic and we got to go to all these different cities we went to like mls cities to uh do live stand-up and maybe interview players and do games and stuff like that and the people there were you know we didn't sell out every venue by any means but the people there were like thank you guys for doing what you do yeah, and they were really appreciative fans. uh and that made it feel like you know what this this has a real impression on people and a real effect and we can actually like not only just have fun doing this as comics we love touring and 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 doing stand-up on the road but the fact that people care about it in a different way is is that is what's more fulfilling as as just being a any stand-up comedian because people really really appreciate what's going on yeah we made the decision to try to have a thousand dedicated fans versus a million casual fans and, uh, you know, it's just it was our attempt to say, like, let's speak to those who haven't been spoken to. And I think it's to some degree worked. So among American soccer players, men's and women's, who are some of your favorite interviews that you've done? Allie Krieger. Allie Krieger is always number foremost. one. She, her episode, if, if you're listening to this, that is our most downloaded episode. Uh, you know, generally, you know, it's always weird to me when people like, uh, either criticize or, or are straight up misogynistic about women's soccer. Yet, all our most popular episodes are always the women's soccer players, right? Ali yeah. Krieger, Rose Lavelle. Those are our most. Mallory Pugh. Mallory like, P- those are our most downloaded episodes and most viewed. Um, are the but- videos that do the best? It's Ali Krieger is funny. We've interviewed Trevor Noah. Like, we've interviewed big comedians, Roy Wood Jr., on the show. On that microphone, Allie Krieger is the funniest person we've ever had on our show. Uh, wow. you can, if you listen back to that first time we interviewed her, you can hear me geeking out. Like You can hear me <laughs> falling in love with a woman <laughs> who I'm already married. <laughs> she was on her way to getting married. Like You can hear me just falling in love with this person's personality because I'm like, holy shit. I don't know if I'm allowed to curse, but I'm like, holy okay. shit. Yeah. Like what? Where's this personality been? I've seen you on TV, and I, I've I've always wanted to interview her because she seems like a great interview. But I'm like, it's like we opened the door for her to be silly where she had she didn't have yeah. that opportunity before. She was punching up our jokes on the fly, and I'm like, slow down, you're gonna you're gonna take <laughs> yeah, our job away, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that that's been the um the the, the cool thing is you know, talking to these players and really not about soccer. We kind of just discover different things about them. And like a lot of soccer players have not met comedians. We, we ask them often, like, yeah. have you ever met literally any comedian ever? And they're like, no, no I don't think so. You know, we, Why asked, would Rose I? La- <laughs> we asked Rose Lavelle, we were like, is there a, like, do you have a favorite stand-up comedian? And she was like, I like Michael Scott from The Office. I'm like, okay, that's not even <laughs> close. To- that's a character <laughs> that's a on character. a TV show. You so just that's how de- That's how detached American soccer, the, the American soccer community, American soccer players are from the, the, the comedy community when 
you know, every other, you know, Kevin Hart is playing the NBA All-Star game. And it's like they, people know that comedy is a, and, and sports is a, is a normal co combination. Um, I, mean, they, like, I mean, I'm trying to think of just other – the last couple of weeks we've had unbelievable shows. I mean, we've had Landon Donovan. Uh, uh, I mean, some of the ones that stand out, really, uh, Merce. Merce is a, as a rapper in L.A. He's the L.A. Galaxy fan. Uh, uh, awesome conversation and, and it was great mm -hmm. to just discuss like just what it was like growing up in Compton d d disconnected from soccer and, and, and what kind of soccer is doing now uh, you know to, to help the, the hood and things like that so I, I, it's hard to off the top of my head but uh, this just so many just uh, obviously the number ones. one I think we both agree Grant Wall right I mean clearly <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta say that, that I saw your email <laughs> Grant boys. you said I had to say that Grant or else I'm not allowed at MLS events so I make sure that I say that no, <laughs> so I, I want to ask you for a translation here for the word gully because you guys are often saying stay gully or something is the gulliest for that guy in on a farm in, in central in Kansas, what he probably knows it now. But he like, does. yeah, yeah. <laughs> fill us in. What's the translation? I think if you if you Google it, uh, it's a it's a hip hop term that was used like in the early two thousands. Um, it's still used to this day. It's still dropped in 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 certain lyrics and stuff, but it's not used as much. It originated from uh, the Indian word for hood or ghetto. Um, and I, the, if the best explanation is it comes from bodega culture in, in uptown New York in, in Harlem, where like, if there were dudes walking in who looked like they were going to rob the joint, the guys would say to each other, gully, gully, gully. So it became this term of like, of empowerment of being like, yo, I'm gully. Cause like I scare people or whatever. It went from that. And then when the hip hop world turned it into uh, sort of being brave or being like outspoken. And that's what we've taken it to be like gully is like, for us, it was a gully decision to say, we're going to only talk about American soccer and we don't care. Everyone's like, you'll never make money on a soccer podcast and an American soccer podcast. Even my wife was like, you're a comedian and an American soccer podcast. Like, what are you going to open up a blockbuster next? Like, what are you going to do? Blacksmith? <laughs> what are you going to do next? Do you ever want to pay rent, Alexis? You know, so like Gully for us was to like stand firm in our beliefs and say this will work. And, and to speak for the people that don't get spoken all the time and to be out outspoken about being progressive and, and LGBTQ positive and all these different things things is like no one it seemed like these things were happening in spurts and there just wasn't like a place where everyone felt welcome as long as you welcomed everyone and we wanted to be that so for us that's gully you know when someone says i'm not going to do the thing for money i'm going to do the thing for passion that's gully when somebody says i'm going to speak out even though this might hurt that's gully yeah and i just to add like it definitely wasn't a conscious choice to be like we're gonna be gully like it was it was <laughs> a completely ironic thing you know i, I think yeah. i said it on a podcast early on maybe sometime in the first year i said it because we run out of ways to in, to introduce the show right <laughs> yeah. so we just we just get, like try to have fun with it and then I think it started getting some feedback because people were asking what a gully was and what and, and all that stuff. And it, it's definitely uh, it, it's weird. You know what's fun now? But more than anything, I love that we're getting to the point where we're reaching a level of popularity where people don't like it. 
where they're like, oh, this is so cringy or that's so annoying or yeah. whatever. And we get messages like that from time. I'm like, oh, you know what? We're reaching. We're reaching more people. Now yeah. they don't like this thing. And if it's you like, ain't got might- no haters, are you po- you ain't popping, <laughs> is you? You know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah, whatever. It's just like we, we put it on a shirt, uh, you know, and we're having fun with it. Like uh, The I, point I think- was to get it in people's faces. You know what I mean? So, like, the fact that people are hating it means, like, all right, it's working. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, the, and, and I think, you know, we, we get a lot of positive messages, too, that where people are like, you know, thank you for bringing this perspective to the, the American soccer community, because uh, we always say, like, a lot of people are like closeted soccer fans. They can't go to work and say, hey, did you watch the union game this weekend? Like, you know, they, they but now it's becoming more OK to do that because it's like whether, you know, th- there's a wealth of like either uh, fun and personality that the sport offers that now we can make fun of those people that don't get the things that we are, you know, that we're supportive of. So there's a fairly famous picture of you guys and AOC. And I'm wondering what the story is behind that. (laughs) So Christian and I are coming home from, I think, our tour, right? Mm, uh, No, this is from the uh, the, uh, ICC. ICC. So we're coming home from the ICC. ICC to meet AOC. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, it's only acronyms. We were at LGA. (laughs) The Independent Independent Supporters uh, Conference. So we're coming home, and we, I happen to have a bag of our Gullia shirts, and we're standing in LaGuardia waiting for Christian's girl to pick us up to drive us home. And at the time, we both lived in Brooklyn, so she's just going to drop me off. And I'm, like, complaining. I'm like, what the hell's taking her so long? You know, like, I'm doing what I do, you know, <laughs> and I'm doing it quietly. And as I look past Christian, I see AOC, and I go, hey, you're that lady. That's I legitimately <laughs> yell those words. And she goes, she takes her headphones off and goes, huh? And I go, and I look at Christian, I go, the lady, because Christian's the one who remembers names. And Christian goes, you're Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I was like, that's a name, right? And she goes, yeah. And we're like, yo, we're huge fans. And she had just wore, like, the hoop earrings uh, at Congress when she got sworn in. So I was like, yo, that's the gulliest thing. I was like, yo, you remember the term gully? And she's like, of course, I'm from the Bronx. And we started laughing. And I was like, hey. If we is it cool if I give you something? And she was like, huh? And I'm like, no, it's a shirt. And she was like, uh, yeah. I'm like, that doesn't break like Congress rules or whatever. And she's like, no. And I take it off and I'm like, here. And she's like, oh my God, this is so cool. She's like, did you just have this with you? I'm like, no, we're comedians. We do a soccer podcast the whole night. And then some dude came over, and like, can I take a picture? I was like, bo, 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 bo. you know? So like I gave her the shirt. We we hugged, we took photos. She's so sweet. She's tiny awesome. like i was like why are people mean to you you're so like you know she's like you want to put a you want to put a shawl over her in case she's cold you know but she's so gully like she is the term gully like she speaks her mind and even if i don't agree on a hundred percent of the things she said i agree on 99.9 percent of those things so like i yeah. want to be able to like i we just it was so crazy she tweeted out the photo and really nice the reactions on twitter were all over the spectrum people yeah. called us like you know, uh, evil bots and stuff yeah, like we. Yeah, they were like these are we're, that we're socialists and we're communists. Yeah. And this whole thing. I, I mean, it's been that moment was wild because I and I even I do a, a joke about it on stage. But the the fact that it was, I mean, that was our. There, there were a lot of people who told us like we never heard about you until we saw that photo, and yeah. then. Uh, uh, it, but dealing with the, I, I, it's probably it was probably a fraction of the the trolls that 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 she deals with. But it was right. it was really wild, like just seeing all these negative comments direct. And we're 
in the tweet we're seeing all of them and i'm like man how does she do this i mean yeah. the the level of courage required and, and i would even add probably your wife right also she speaks her mind or just tells the truth and has to deal right. with absolute monsters and and it is a thing it's a reminder of what it's like to be a woman on the internet right it is a it is different than than being a a, a male in that space and it, it added a level of like respect and and empathy uh that that i didn't really realize before until uh, she tweeted out that photo but it was obviously she's a, a hero uh, of ours and the fact that we got to kind of mer a lot of people were like you know politics and soccer my worlds are colliding and all this stuff like that <laughs> part that part of it was awesome nice um I want to step back just for a second here and sort of ask you guys, what is your origin story? So, like, how did you guys as a unit get started? Um, so Christian and I both had our own podcasts. Uh, mine was called Show Me Your Bits, where we took a joke and we broke it down. So I would play a comedian's joke and we'd break it down. Christian had one called Off Stage, where it was about relationships for comedians, which is wrought with difficulty so um and comedians would talk about how their partners hate them uh so we decided to do each other's shows and we decided to do them together so we would just film one record one episode and we both put them up on our individual podcast which i don't think had ever been done before um and we just started talking about soccer and i was like oh, i got fifa you want to play fifa and we started playing fifa and he uh, just absolutely destroyed me he uh, destroyed me in my own house in front of my wife and i was like this we're gonna have to redo the episode because i think i gotta get divorced now because i can't even <laughs> defend a goal in my own house and from that point on he he and i became friends in the sense that we would talk about soccer and i've talked about this before but i didn't like christian when i first met him when i first met him i thought he was wildly pretentious right and it was just it was my own it was me it was my own insecurities but he just he wore a suit i'm like who the hell wears a suit in comedy I wore, like I, I wore a suit for what i used to do a show with two other comedians at this like fancy hotel so we all would dress up. But he's it. like, look at him, right? He looks great in a European cut suit. It was annoying. I'm like, this guy shouldn't be in comedy. He looks like he's 12. He's got great skin. This isn't for you. You know, this is for the ugly people. Get out of my game. You right? But then we became good friends. And when NYCFC first started, I was like, yo, I just found out that season tickets are like 300 bucks, which is affordable for even a comedian. Uh, I was like, dude, you should come with me and, and hang out in my section. And that's what started it. And from there, we made jokes. People started saying we were funny, and I looked at him like, yo, we should do – and I had already thought of the word cooligans for a show because I tried to do okay. a soccer show with somebody else that didn't work out, and he hated the name. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. Cooligans is so bad it's good. You know what I mean? Like it's so bad of a name <laughs> that it's good. And he was like, no, it's not. And I told Christian, he was like, we got to come up with a name. If we're going to do anything, the name is the hardest part. We got to come up with a name. And I was like – how about Cooligans? And he goes, oh, God, that's so bad. It's good. I was like, yeah. And that was it. That was the moment where we bonded. Yeah. And that's a true story, completely true story. Yeah. I, and just to like add, like we we were in, uh, yeah, obviously at, at that time we were both had, had been doing comedy about five, six years. Uh, I was in a place where, you know, my stand-up career wasn't really going in any direction. I was just like, I was just slogging it out doing spots but nothing uh was ever ever felt like 
permanent. And then I kind of just told myself, I'm going to just start working on different projects and not really think about what people are going to give me or what opportunities that I'm frustrated I don't have. Let me just start. Let me just build stuff on my own and, and move on. And then I started doing like working on live sketch shows. I was doing uh, more improv stuff. I was just doing everything I, it, without what, worrying what it was going to lead to. Uh, and I was working on this like live sketch show similar to like a, a variety show similar to like daily show or something like that but it was like at a theater and once i did that i kind of was really uh passionate about the 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 production side and the the show running side of like oh i can just build something and make it happen i don't care who has to see it or whatever uh and once i was editing videos i was writing uh i was just doing all this stuff at once and then that's when uh, Alexis was like, hey, I've been thinking about doing like a, a soccer podcast or maybe videos and stuff like that. And, th and that's when I was like, all right, fine. We just need a name. That's where we go. He told me Cooligans and I'm like, you know what? I don't even want to have this fight. Let's just move <laughs> forward because this is this this can you know halt the entire project. Um, and then and that that's where we went. I, I taught myself how to edit videos from from our Cooligans videos, and and it it we we as com as comics who we already known each other for a couple of years, we already had some sense of chemistry. But once we started doing the show and getting to know each other more, uh, and then sort of hearing the feedback from people, people appreciated the fact that. You know, Alexis is a pizza expert. I'm like a computer <laughs> nerd. And we have almost nothing in common yeah. <laughs> outside of soccer and comedy. And the people love those two perspectives just of like the guy who, who wants to eat healthy and the one who makes fun of the guy who eats healthy uh, and, and things like that. You so, could decide who's who, I guess. Yeah, so, <laughs> people, so we realize like people are not coming to our show for simply for soccer. It, it, it is the, the chemistry and the, the comedic chemistry that that is what is the most entertaining uh i'd imagine and i think the moment we became the cooligans if you want to go back and listen to it is burrito gate uh it was it's an episode about a burrito and uh, you have no idea how insane it gets you have to wait until i think the second segment before we get into it but trust me you'll know in that moment that's when we sort of stopped being two comedians doing a show about soccer and we became the Cooligans. Go back and check it out, everyone. Uh, <laughs> it's it's I, really I, great. I, I do want to ask you, though, like if this were like a, a behind the music episode, there would be a moment where like you guys were in danger of breaking up like after things had gotten going. H has there ever been that behind the music episode type moment where you guys were like, I don't know if this is going to make it? I, you know, I think no. I think we're naive enough to just have kept going anyway. You know, yeah. there's never been a moment where Christian and I have been like, that's it. This is over. Or I don't want to do this next week. Even when COVID started and everyone assumed it was going to be two weeks away from the studio, the network was like, maybe we'll go on break. And I said, we've not missed a Wednesday in five years. We're not going to start now. So you can have the footage if you want, but we're still going to put out a con uh, a podcast because the deal is they, they put out the video of the show. We put out the audio of the show as our own. So I was like, we're still going to put out the audio. Um, and they were like, well, let's just do it anyway. And here we are, you know, um, uh, 50 episodes later. So uh, in other words, literally half of the shows we've ever done have been remote now because of this. But um, 
there's never been a moment like even in touring like maybe there's been moments where we've been like is this ever gonna do anything but like we've because we've gotten such positive feedback and just feedback in general from when we started we've realized we've hit a nerve and if at the very least it's just this thing we do once a week that gives us a a a dedicated a slightly more dedicated fan base then we would have continued doing it the fact that it became a tv show like when that happened when we got the email with the tv offer I hugged Christian. He didn't want it. You know what I mean? He was like, I'm reading and I'm picking him up because he's very light. He doesn't eat much. And I picked him up. I'm like swinging him around on, you know, 48th Street in Manhattan. And he was like, put me down. Uh, You know, he's not an emotional person. But like that's like from that moment, it's like it's only been positive. Who knows? Maybe we'll get to that point where we absolutely despise each other. And I have a feeling it's going to be. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we uh, we sort of get each other's sensibilities. We never really we never we're in a, in a place where we're like, we're not going to do this anymore, but we definitely have the, the disagreements that we do have are mainly about like how to move the show forward yeah. and what, what the next thing we should do is. And, and, you know, we each have like very different perspectives there. And I think that helps in, you know, Alexis wants to do uh, maybe something crazy. And then I'm like, well, we need to have a practical plan to make that work. And it, it, it can't just be, let's just do whatever. So, that ba- that balance kind of gets us moving forward in like in a reasonable way where we're both making some sort of compromise to 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 move forward in in a in a, in a positive way. Yeah, the push and pull helps. I mean, that was going to be actually one of my last questions, which is, what do you guys want to be doing in the years ahead? I mean, you know, I want to buy a cash machine at some point. Um, I just it's something I've always wanted. A, right now, there's nothing to put in there. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's a, and that's a, that's heartbreaking. Right? Yeah, I mean, right? I think every young man deserves one. Um, I grew up watching hip hop videos. I just want to have a cash machine on the hood of a Ferrari, and nothing's gonna stop me, Grant. Um, no, I think in the next few years, I think what what we want to do is take some of the success that we've been able to have in the American market and continue to expand that because you you know we still have a small piece of the pie and we still have a small uh market share Uh, but we want to get some of that credibility in some of the other leagues as well and we've had such fun interviewing uh folks and getting interviewed by people from the football ramble and some other you know european outlets where i'm like oh our sense of humor translates and we've made friends with like the Ellie Mangems and the David Vianiches and they're like, yo, you guys would crush out here. You got to get out here. Obviously that's very difficult at the moment, but like that kind of stuff makes me think like, oh, this isn't just for America. Like even being so, I'm pro-American in the sense that we're like, we're going to call it soccer and we're going to call it PK. And I dare you to tell me not to because I'm going to roast you word wise. You know, like that, if we could take that and bring that out to let's say Europe, like when we were in Germany, people were like, you guys are wild. Christian asked someone who works for Bayern Munich, like, what's it like when comedians interview Bayern Munich players? And he was like, they would never dare allow a player in a comedian. So like, why? What you do is insane. You know, they're like, if we realize like, oh, maybe we could be the people who sort of make that change outside yeah. of just the U.S. So I think that's what the next thing for us to do is. Just try to get a Premier League player on our show. We want one <laughs> so be, bad. That'd be nice. I, uh, and, and even to add to that, like the the other thing, uh, we COVID kind of disrupted all of that. But we're we're proper stand up comics, and we like touring, and we like traveling. And that was the, 
you know, when we started on Fubo, we were like, all right, now more people are going to hear about us. We can probably sell some tickets when we go uh, to, to comedy clubs. And then, you know, they were like, nope, the comedy clubs are closed. You do yeah. not get to live your dream. Um, but when we did that tour in 2018 and saw the 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 amount of uh, of support, that was awesome. And, you know, even in Atlanta, I, I remember having this vivid feeling like, oh, we we were making jokes about like, you know, Jurgen Klinsmann or whatever. And then a, a room in a comedy club is like laughing. And like, if this was just a regular show where any comic just was performing and they made this inside baseball of a joke, no one would be like, what the hell is he talking about? And the, and the fact that people can go to a comedy club, like when, when we were doing the tour, I, at the beginning of my set, I said, who here has never been to this comedy club? Because it was all soccer fans. And the majority of the audiences raised their hands. And, and like it says a lot about like that, that the comedy world is not even welcoming of the soccer community, given that maybe yeah it, it's not the most popular thing in that particular city but you have you know the the columbuses the cincinnatis there's a lot of people that go to those games i'm sure yeah. they would appreciate some sort of uh, you know uh, validity of their choice to go to a comedy club and hear something that they can connect with uh, that even if it's one joke they that that might be the thing that they leave with being like whoa he know he knows about fc cincinnati that's super cool so that part of it is uh, again like i said before normalizing talking about the sport and even at a comedy club hearing jokes about you uh, of the sport you love is is a, a dream and I, I hope we get to do that uh, you know sooner rather than later the cooligans are christian polanco and alexis guerreros they have a show on twice a week on fubo sports network tuesdays and thursdays at 8 p.m eastern they've also got a podcast uh guys thanks so much for coming on the show Grant, no. absolutely honored. Thank you. Thank you for having us. This is a career highlight. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Football with Grant Wall. If you like the podcast, you could do me a huge favor and hit that subscribe button and provide a rating and a review. I can't tell you how much that helps. I'd like to thank the Cooligans as well as producer Chris Whittingham. I also want to thank Taylor Rockwell and Daryl Grobe of the Total Soccer Show for everything they've done to help get this show off the ground. I'm back soon with another interview of someone from the soccer world. Be safe, everyone. See you next time.